Welcome to the Five State Revival Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Mann, and I record this podcast to invest in the move of God that's happening in our five-state region of South Dakota, North Dakota, Minnesota, Iowa, and Nebraska. And what I want to do in this episode today is share with you a, um, a, a live recording of a video that I did on my YouTube page, which you can go to. It's, the YouTube channel is called Five State Revival, just like the podcast. And I just had it on my heart to do a live recording where I gave maybe like a 20-minute uh, practical training on how to disciple a new believer. And uh, I just think it's such an essential skill that we find other believers who are brand new to the faith, or maybe they've been in the church for a while, but no one's really taken them under their wing and helped them learn the fundamentals of how to live for Jesus. And I think it's so important that we are always reaching out to people and taking them under our wing and just kind of teaching him some of the basic things that have helped us walk with Jesus for the time that we've been doing that. So I decided that I would share that recording on the podcast as well so you could learn from it too. Um, so I hope you enjoy it and we'll get right to it after this word from our sponsor. So, um, yeah. So anyway, the focus is uh, how to disciple the new believer. So maybe you've just recently led somebody to Jesus or uh, or maybe there's a believer that you know who they claim to be a believer and they've known Jesus for a long time or believed in Jesus for a long time, but they've never had anybody actually take them under their wing and just teach them some of the basics of walking in a close relationship with Jesus. And, uh, you know, that is so important for people. I know I was 17 when I gave my life to Jesus. I had a radical encounter with the Lord. I was born again. I mean, I was radically saved at the age of 17, but I didn't know a lot about how to walk closely with God. And I had some men in my life, my youth pastor, um, the pastor at my church as well, and, and some others who took me under the wing, and they taught me just the fundamentals of how to be a man of God, of how, how to walk in a relationship with Jesus and be a follower of Jesus. And they taught me how to pray. They taught me about reading the Bible every single day. They taught me how to be a man of faith, how to believe what the word says, even when it goes against what's uh, the popular worldly wisdom that's prevalent in society. They taught me how to be a man of God, how to take a stand for Jesus. They taught me that there's gonna be times when um, everyone around you is compromising and you're gonna be tempted, but you need to take a stand and do what the word of God says. And I I'm so thankful for these men, you know, that God placed in my life, and they taught me how to be a man of God. They taught me, um, you know, how to uh, live that lifestyle of obedience. They taught me how to share my faith and go make disciples uh, of Jesus. I mean, I, I learned that because somebody was teaching me how to do that, and they, they helped me get me going, at least in the basics of it. And then as I obeyed, the Holy Spirit taught me more. But um, so it's so important that new believers, that they have somebody who kind of helps them get going in the fundamentals. And so that's what I want to do in this video is I want to just give you some basic things that I do. This is going to be practical from my own experience, what I've learned that works good for me. And so you can take what works good for you. And if you don't like it, that's fine. You don't have to take it. Um, but I'll start with this. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is having a clear, a biblical end goal for producing the kind of disciple that Jesus wants. So, uh, for example, uh, if you have the wrong end goal, uh, you're going to think you're successful when God may say that's not really successful. And so for me, I'll just kind of write down, summarize what I have. My end goal when I'm 
discipling a new believer is I want to make disciples who love Jesus passionately, who uh, live in purity. That's like purity that comes from the heart, the Sermon on the Mount lifestyle. Um, I want to make disciples of Jesus that walk in the power of the Holy Spirit and spiritual gifts as they are making other disciples and sharing the gospel and testifying about Jesus and teaching others to walk with God. I want them to love Jesus passionately, love one another. Um, This is what I'm going for. I want to produce followers of Jesus who become mature in the Lord. Of course, that's not going to happen in the first six months, but I want to set them on a trajectory that and give them some of those fundamental life skills and life practices and, and beliefs that if they just begin walking those out over the course of time, they're going to continue growing in their walk with Jesus and become a mature disciple of Jesus, which that's what God wants. That's the kind of fruit that God wants. He wants disciples who love him with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, who would sacrificially lay down their lives for him and for others, sharing the gospel and fulfilling the great commission and people of integrity who live with purity of heart, people who are not afraid to take a stand for what is right and to speak the truth in love of what God says and do what God says even when nobody else around them does, even when it's costly. We want to create those that quality of a follower of Jesus. So I think that's important because sometimes, um, I don't know if they'd say it like this, but I think there's some believers who they think discipleship, successful discipleship is like if the person attends church every single week, then that's successful discipleship. They're a mature disciple. And it's like, well, maybe, maybe not. You know, somebody could come to church every week and be living a totally sinful lifestyle and not even enter the kingdom of God at all. Or somebody could come to church every week and be an awesome, fruitful, mature lover of God. And you don't know, but we want to define mature discipleship the way the Bible defines it. And then that's the bullseye that we're aiming at when we're making disciples. And the reason I think it's important is to you know, define your end goal and be aiming at the right thing when you're discipling people is because that affects the process you use uh, to produce that outcome. And so I have basically uh, five, I call them the five habits of a fruitful life. And these are five practices that I train every, every person that I disciple. I teach them to do these things as a way of life for the rest of their life. And they're really simply, they're not rocket science. You probably know them already. But I spill them out, and I'm very intentional about making sure I teach every disciple uh, to, to do these five habits as a lifestyle. So the first one is obey God. Uh, I teach them the habit of a lifestyle of obedience, that they set their heart to obey God no matter what, to obey the Word of God in everything. Uh, Number two, I teach them to read the Bible regularly, preferably at least daily. Uh, I teach them a life, uh, I teach them to pray and fast and to worship, you know, all that accompanies prayer. Um, like these are just, this is an important habit of, I want to be a man of prayer and a mature follower of Jesus is a person of prayer that we worship God and we connect intimately with the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. And then we live in communion with the Spirit and we know how to pray faith-filled prayers to hear the voice of God, to hear his counsel for different situations we face, and also to pray and see the kingdom of God break in in power in different situations. Um, We need to know how to pray, how to hear God, how to feel the presence of God, live in communion with the Spirit, and then how to pray and see God release his power to do things. 
Um, the fourth habit is godly fellowship. I teach every disciple. It's essential that you have regular godly fellowship built into your life. So when I mean godly fellowship, I'm not talking about only uh, you know, hanging out and playing golf or going shopping or watching TV or playing video games. I mean, those are all good. That's part of fellowship. But godly fellowship is doing the things the Bible pictures believers doing together, like encouraging one another, gathering together to pray together, to study the word together, to take the Lord's Supper, to worship, to uh, encourage one another, to hold each other accountable, to um, minister to one another in spiritual gifts, to make disciples together and reach out to non-believers together. So that's what I mean by godly fellowship. And then the fifth habit of a fruitful life that I teach every follower of Jesus, I train them how to make disciples. And if they're going to obey God, one of Jesus' commands was to go and make disciples of all nations. And so uh, I teach them how to share their testimony. I, I, I teach them um, you know, how to disciple a new believer, like I'm doing right now on this video with you. I'm checking. Is there anybody watching? There's two people watching, and I'm one of them. So praise God. If you got a question, let me know what it is, and I'll try to answer it at the end of this session. Um, so there's, those are the five habits of a fruitful life that I, I, I teach every new believer. Um, so that's, there's three phases. I want to talk to you about this. Um, I, I think of it like this, like when I'm discipling a believer, I think of three phases of discipleship training. And this isn't necessarily like spilled out in the Bible. I think it, it is biblical, these three phases, but this is just my way of categorizing this. Uh, phase number one of discipleship training is uh, basic training. And this is just, this is short. This usually only takes like one to two months um, when I can meet with somebody and a new believer or somebody that's been following Jesus for a while, but they don't really know how to pray. No one's ever taught them how to do these basic things. And I, basic training is I just, it's, I teach them the fundamentals. I, I, I meet with them uh, usually at least once a week. Um, I teach them the five habits of a fruitful life. I don't just tell them about these things. I actually show them how to do it. I practice it with them. And then I have them make a action plan for how they're going to put these five habits into practice in their weekly rhythm of life. So, um, that's basic training. I teach them in the five habits. I get them plugged into a spiritual family, a discipleship group, a cell group, life group, something like that. Uh, you know, house church family. Um, I get them plugged into a spiritual family. That's super important in that for a new believer. Um, I make sure that they're baptized in water and then baptized in the Holy Spirit. These are just the fundamentals that I want to get covered right away with a new believer. I want to make sure that they're experiencing God, that they're hearing God's voice, that they're feeling his presence, that they're, and then that they're responding to God um, in, 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 by making godly choices to seek him and to believe him and to obey him. That's, they're not going to be perfect. They're going to have their flaws. I still have my flaws. But I want to see that they're seeking the Lord, that they're encountering God. And then when they encounter him, that they're responding to him with faith and with obedience. And they may not do it perfectly, but they're, they're learning. These are the fundamentals. These are the muscles they need to start working out uh, right away as a new believer. Uh, that lifestyle of obedience and encountering God and hearing his voice and you know, practicing those five habits being part of a spiritual family, et cetera. So these, in the basic training phase, it usually takes one to two months. Those are the things I'm aiming for. Uh, and then uh, phase number two is like ongoing training, really. And this is when they're planted in a discipleship group. They're planted in their spiritual family. Um, and then as part of their, their spiritual family, they um, continue growing in loving God and uh, in lo learning to love 
their brothers and sisters in the Lord and how to serve them and then minister to each other in spir- uh, using spiritual gifts. Um, they learned that in the discipleship group in their spiritual family. Um, in this ongoing training, it's really centered around being involved in a spiritual family. And then um, they also continue practicing the five habits of a fruitful life um, through and they in mutually encouraging one another in the discipleship group, holding each other accountable for practicing these things, setting goals, speaking in one another's lives, um, et cetera. So, um, when, so that's the basically phase two. Phase one, I want to make sure they get in a discipleship group. Uh, phase two, it happens in the discipleship group. So once they're there, they continue growing in the things they learned in phase one, but going deeper and uh, maturing in those things. Uh, Also, I encourage them when they're in a discipleship group, like when I help uh, form a new discipleship group, I, you know, some of the, uh, I'm going to show you how to do a a discipleship meeting in in just a minute. But basically, uh, there's a couple things that I, I want to encourage that discipleship group to do right away. Like I, during the Bible study portion of their group meeting, uh, I, I really encourage them to do a creation to Christ Bible study. So that's maybe 30-ish uh, stories from the Bible, from Genesis 1 all the way through the end of Revelation, where you just read key stories through, um, throughout the Bible that just you can kind of trace the, the major big picture storyline of Scripture because I think that's so essential for new believers as well as us old believers who've been walking with Jesus for a while is we got to stay aware of the big picture storyline of Scripture. And I think it's so helpful for a new believer to learn that as soon as possible and not just by listening to me, but by reading the story for themselves in the Bible. So we want to get them on a Bible reading plan, but then in the disciples, group where they're reading some of those key stories and just becoming familiar with the the basic storyline of scripture. And then after that, you know, I encourage uh, new discipleship groups to read, you know, chapter by chapter uh, in a systematic way through the book of Acts together and then talk about it and learn and apply it in their lives. It's like the book of Acts, the reason I like to do that is because right away, this new discipleship group, I want them to see this is what your church should look like. So read the book of Acts and follow what they do. You know, that's what you're going for. That's what you're praying for. That's what you should expect to see. Uh, Miracles, the supernatural lifestyle, um, persecution, and responding to persecution by standing for Jesus and blessing our enemies and and bonding together as the body of Christ and calling on the Lord together. And he responds by pouring out his spirit, uh, generosity, all these kind of uh, things that the church should look like. So that's why I love having them as a discipleship group study the book of Acts right away. Uh, and then they can just go through different books of the Bible together during the Bible study portion of a discipleship group meeting. Um, and then finally, phase three. Uh, so I've got basic training is phase one. Uh, right, and then phase two, they're in a discipleship group and they just go deeper. And then um, phase three of discipleship training, uh, that I, I, the way I think of it, is leadership training is what I would call it. And this is, I don't do this with everyone. So when, when somebody comes to the Lord, um, right away, I'm going to meet with them for basic training. I'm going to teach them the five habits of a fruitful life, help them start developing their prayer life, a life of hearing and obeying God, um, uh, getting connected to a spiritual family. I'm going to help them get going in those fundamentals, and that usually takes a month or two. And then after that, they're in this, the discipleship group. They can just keep growing there. But when I see a, a believer who is actively engaging in disciple-making, and they want to start their own—they're leading 
bringing people to Jesus. They're sharing their faith, and they're starting their own discipleship groups and, and discipling new believers. And by the way, I just this is um, you can be a brand new believer who's been serving Jesus for one week and start discipling other new believers. You can lead somebody to Jesus and start teaching them what you've already learned in one week and growing together by reading the word together as a discipleship group, praying together, encouraging one another, holding each other accountable, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, but when I, when I see somebody who's just really, they, they're starting their own discipleship group, then I'm like, man, they need ongoing discipleship. They need leadership training now because they're going to run into questions like, ah, what do I do when somebody like isn't obeying God? Or what, you know, what do I do when, when I'm in this position and leading somebody and this happens? And so I like to meet with them once they've started a discipleship group and they're active in making disciples. I like to meet with them more for ongoing discipleship. Um, but also for coaching, just leadership coaching, answering questions that they have and helping them uh, troubleshoot and just continue growing as a leader. So yeah, those are the three basic phases of uh, discipleship training as as I think of them. And um, anyway, I'm sharing this. This isn't the only way to do things. This is like how I typically do things. But um, I'm sharing this because if you're like, man, I don't really know where to start, you could just start with what I'm giving you right now. And, um, and then the Holy Spirit will teach you as you go, too. And you'll kind of learn your own ways and uh, what works best for you. And you can make adjustments and, and uh, flow with the Spirit in that. So I want to, before I hopefully answer questions, if I have any, which I don't think I do yet, uh, I, I, want to, um, I want to end this training by just sharing with you um, a meeting format for a discipleship group. So when you're meeting with a new believer, uh, this is the format that I will typically use, and I call it the four W's because the four parts of a discipleship meeting is the welcome, the worship, the word, and witness. Um, so that's kind of the format that I use. So when, when we, fir- we first start meeting and we do the welcome part, this usually, I mean, it, it doesn't have to take that long. It take as short or as long as you want it to. Um, but w- we'll do three things during the welcome phase. I'll, I'll ask them, how have you experienced God since the last time we met? Then I'll ask them, what are you thankful for? Share testimonies. Like, what's something that God has done for you? Uh, since we last met? Uh, who have you shared Jesus with? And, uh, you know, let's share testimonies of what God's done since we met last. And we just are all mutually encouraged by what God has done. And then finally, in the welcome phase, uh, I, I do challenges. So I ask them, what do you need God's help with? What's challenging you this week that you need God to help you with? And then that leads into the second part of the meeting, which is worship, the second W. And what I do then is we take turns, everyone in the group. Now, I just want to say this, uh, like, it can be me and one other person. If it's two people with God among us, I call that a discipleship group. It, sometimes a discipleship group has four or five people who are meeting together, or it can have even more than that. And so when I call a discipleship group, it could be anywhere from two people all the way up to, you know, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, or or bigger even. But um, th- so after we've shared our testimonies and challenges, we go around the group, and each person takes turns, and I say, okay, let's tell God what we love about him. Let's tell him thank you for the testimonies, the good things he's done this week. And then let's ask, let's pray for each other and ask him to help us with the things that are challenging us. And we expect God to release his power to break in and help us overcome in these areas of challenge. And so we take turns praying and giving thanks to God and worshiping and then um, 
praying for one another in faith. And this is so important because God will encounter us when we do that. And they're learning how to pray by doing it, but by also listening to me do it. Because I think the best way, one of the best ways to learn how to pray is to pray with others who know how to pray. And because they model for us what to do, how to talk to God, how to listen to God, how to respond to the Spirit when he's moving in prayer, how to pray in faith, etc., how to pray about a particular problem. And they, they actually see us and hear us do it, and then they practice it themselves, and that's how you grow. That's how they grow in prayer. So that's the second W is worship. The third W, the third part of a um, discipleship group meeting is the Word. And so we do a Bible study. So we'll read whatever Bible passage we're reading, and then um, and I have them read part of it, and then I may read part of it out loud. And then I'll just ask these questions. I just ask them, what do you like about this passage? And then after that, I say, what was challenging or hard to understand about this passage? So what was something that that just didn't make sense to you, that was challenging to understand? Or you understood it, but it's challenging because it's hard to do. You know what I mean? And it's like, ooh, I I understand what that says, but ooh, that challenges a preconceived uh, thought and belief that I had that maybe I'm wrong, so that's hard for me, you know? And so I like to ask them, what's challenging about this passage for you? What's hard to understand? And then we talk about that. Then I ask them, what did you learn about God from this passage? What does it teach us about God and his nature and what he's like? Uh, And then what did you learn about mankind from this passage? What does this teach us about people? Um, And then I ask uh, the last question, how will you apply and obey what you learned in this passage? That's a super important question. I always end with that because I tell them from the very beginning, from the first time we meet, I say, listen, the goal of learning the Bible is not just to understand it, but it's to apply it in our lives and put it into practice. This is what Jesus commends. And I teach them that right away. So always when we learn something in the Bible, I always like to end with this question. Okay, we just learned some cool stuff about God. How are you going to apply what you just learned in this passage? How are you going to apply that in your life this week? And it's amazing. The Holy Spirit will inspire them and give them ideas about how to put that into practice in their life. And he'll tailor make the application just for them and the, the things that they're dealing with and going through. It's awesome. So that's the word. And we, I have them answer the questions. I answer the questions. And uh, that's the word part. And then the final part of the discipleship meeting is the witness part, the fourth W. And this is where I I like to take a few minutes, especially at the beginning when it's a new believer, at the end of each session to practice one of the five habits and show them how to do it. So, for example, I may uh, teach them about habit number five, making disciples, and I'll teach them how to share their testimony, and then we practice sharing our testimony with one another. Um, And then we set goals for who who do you want to share with this week. Or I may teach them uh, habit number three, teach them how to pray, and I'll help them get a prayer plan. And by the way, I have an evangelism training playlist on my YouTube channel where I actually explain how I train people to do each one of these five habits. So if you're like, man, Jeff, give me more detail. Like, how do I teach somebody to pray? You can watch that video (laughs) on my evangelism uh, playlist, and and I I tell you how I do it. So um, I, I like to take a few minutes during the witness portion and teach them, train them in one of the five habits. And then we set grow goals and goal goals. So I ask them in the witness portion, what is your plan to grow 
in your relationship with Jesus this week? And they'll share. You know, it may be, uh, you know, my goal is to do my Bible reading plan this week and to stop lying because when I, I, that's how I want to apply the scripture we just learned or whatever it is. Um, and then we set go goals. Who do you want to share Jesus with this week? And we set those goals, and then we pray for each other, and, and that's the end of the meeting. We just hang out in fellowship. So anyway, that's the how I do a discipleship group, group meeting. It's super simple. I do these with, like, believers who have been around, been serving Jesus for a while. I have discipleship groups that, that has unbelievers in it, like people who don't know Jesus at all, but they come and they learn who Jesus is by even participating with us in these groups. And then I have new believers who are, who are growing as a follower of Jesus. So you can do this. You can start a discipleship group. I encourage brand new believers. I'm like, you know what? You, after you meet with them once or twice, they get the four W's. They know how to do a meeting. So I'm like, dude, you know, you could do this. Like find somebody and start meeting with them and doing this discipleship group Bible study with them and teach them how to follow Jesus. And I always encourage them to get going in that right away. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Five State Revival Podcast. And if you would like to see the the video recording of uh, that um, session on how to disciple the new believer, you can go to my YouTube page, which is called Five State Revival. It's the same name as the podcast. And uh, you could check that out for yourself there. And as always, I'd love to hear any feedback that you have. If you have any questions about discipling a new believer or any encouraging feedback you'd like to share, um, I would love to hear it. And you can email me at fivestaterevival at gmail.com. Dot com. So God bless you. Thanks for listening. And we'll connect with you again on the next episode.